Welcome to Love Talk, Love Talk for Everyday People. I am your host, Tracy J. Hines, and with me tonight, I have my girls, Leslie Lee and Terry Saleh. What's up, girls? Hey, Tracy. Hello. Good evening, everybody. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Leslie. How are you? Good, good. Yeah, yeah. How was your weekend? Who are you talking to? I'm trying to even remember what I did this weekend. Oh, we we did uh, we we're NBA playoffs people, so we did a couple of NBA playoff games. We went to a, a game here, and um, yeah, we're just trying to see if our our team is going to win. I was going to ask you that. Is your team winning? That's the most important about these games, right? Yeah, I mean they're a little shaky right now, so we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen. Who are you Who's rooting for? We're rooting for the Wizards. We went to the game on Friday night, and actually they're playing today as well. So we'll see what they're going to do. Okay. All right. So what happens? I have um, little to no interest. I don't follow football. I mean, baseball. I mean, basketball. (laughs) So anyway. Um, A friend of mine visited today, which was nice. Bonnie, I don't know if you ladies remember Bonnie. Leslie, I know you do, but uh, Terry, you may not remember Bonnie from back in the day. She visited me this week. Oh, she's down in Florida? She was. She was here today. She came Friday afternoon, and we had a great weekend. And then um, I dropped her off at the airport hours ago. Her flight was delayed. She's just getting on the plane now. But, yeah, we had a great girls' weekend, reminiscing, very low-key, laid back, you know. She's into wine, so she kind of upped my wine game, which was nice. We went into wine tasting, and I learned a little bit about wine and tasting it and what's good and what's not good, so. Nice. Yeah, it was nice. Are you going to share? Um, I'm going to not share right now, but when we go out, I will be ordering the wine, okay? <laughs> so I can test my skills. So I'm definitely going to be taking a a wine class somewhere along the line. I'm going to take a wine class and and just kind of I like wine, and since I like it, I think I should learn, you know, how it's done. You know, what's a full body, what's not, what lingers, what doesn't, stuff like that. But uh, oh. this week I um invited a woman. Her name is. Uh, Sheena O'Murray. She's a native of Kingston, Jamaica. She, I met her a few weeks ago at an event that I went to called uh, Spoken Soul Festival. And um, she sang and her music spoke to me. So I invited her to come um, and, and talk with us this week. I found that um, there was a lot of love in her, in her music, so I just thought it was good to have Let me just give you a little history about Sheena. Um, She's like I said. She's a Jamaican kink. She's from Kingston, Jamaica, and she migrated to Brooklyn, New York, uh, at the tender age of five. Then to Fort Lauderdale. Only a few years later, she developed her love for performing arts while trying to belt the '80s tunes of Whitney Houston's and the '90s tunes of Tony Braxton. And you're just gonna fast forward and 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 past heartbreak and uncertainty. She realized her first official single one in 2014, scoring to a feature on SoulTracks.com. So so she's got love in her music and, and stuff that she does. Sheena, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you You're so welcome. much. You're welcome. 
And my co-host here are Leslie Lee. Say hi, Leslie. Hi, Sheena. How are you? Nice to meet you. I'm, I'm glad I have Leslie. Nice to meet you as well. And my other co-host is Terry Saleh. She's there. Hi, Sheena. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. How are you? Good, good. Wonderful. I hope I hope you're having a good Sunday or a good weekend. So um, I am. Good, good. So, you know, I'm just going to get right into it. I want to know how did you get started in music? How, how did you how did you get there? Um, I started in music when I was maybe mm, 15, I want to say. I started writing songs with an old friend of mine. He would um, create the beats, and then I would, um, like, stop by his house after school, and we'd write together. Um, and from there, I was in uh, two girl groups. And um, after high school, I decided to do a solo, do it solo. And so I would just go to studios, find different people with um, different producers and just kind of try to find myself through music. Um, but I just start, I would, yeah, I would say maybe 15, 16. So it didn't start in church. Like a lot of people that I see are singing now. No. Young women. <laughs> no, it wasn't, wasn't a church thing and you were singing in the no. choir and it was no. No, it didn't. I was um, a theater student in high school. I That's always it. wanted to sing, but I was always afraid. So I jumped into theater instead, a musical theater. And I guess my, my way of singing would be after school with my friends. I felt more comf- um, co- comfortable and confident. Um, but yeah, it, it didn't start in church. It just started um, because I was around creatives all the time. And when I was younger, as you mentioned before, I, I loved Whitney Houston and I don't know if I found my voice through her because I didn't, I knew I could sing, but only I knew it. Um, and I just always wanted to, to perform and entertain. So it, it's, it's sparked when I was younger, 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 like maybe around five or six, but then it really um, came to life when I was in high school. So you said you were afraid. What were you afraid of? Um, I guess maybe just not being good enough and maybe not sounding good to other people. Uh, I think just being able to express yourself around people, you just, uh, when you're not comfortable within yourself and you're probably developing, or when I was developing right. into myself, I mm-hmm. wasn't sure. And and yeah. I think that uncertainty um, led to fear. Yeah, I, I, I can agree to that. Uncertainty definitely yeah. translates to fear. Yeah. So if you had if somebody who was aspiring to be in the music business and they just had this love for music, what 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 would you tell them? What what kind of advice would you give them? Uh first and foremost to always be yourself. Um mm-hmm. just be authentic. I think when you're your most authentic self, it translates when you're performing and people gravitate to you when you're being you. You can always tell when someone is forcing um enforcing themselves to appear a certain way or to sound like somebody else. But the truer you are to yourself, the more it will translate and be respected by other people. So I would always say just just do it the way you want to do it. Like don't don't be forced into boxes. Don't try to sound like a million other people. Don't just be yourself. That's really it. Okay. All right. Yeah. You know, you said one thing that I hear all the time. Um the authenticity, you know, be your authentic yeah. self. And mm-hmm. I, I always feel sometimes that we say that 
and it, it's kind of cliche, and, and people don't really know what that means to be their authentic self. So does mm-hmm. that mean that I have to, to you, uh, does it mean that I have to expose all of my, my, my personal inner inner thoughts or feelings and put it into the music in order to be authentic, or can I hold back some? Well, <laughs> i got to say that because I'm a relatively private person, I like to yeah. reserve the inner, the most, the deepest parts of myself for people who I truly feel like I can trust. But at the same time, I'm able to express the trueness of myself in a different way through my music. Um, mm-hmm. And I, there's, there's different layers to us. So I feel like if I'm able to tell it, tell you the inner workings of my mind this way, I, it's still me. You might not know the details, but it's still it's still a true part of me. So I feel like just being your authentic self just means not forcing, not forcing yourself into anybody else's way or standards of living. Um, And if you feel like it has to, if you feel like you have to tell everybody all your business and, you know, and that's authentically you, then fine. But if you feel like you want to hold back, then that's fine. It's just finding a balance between expressing yourself, the, the, expressing yourself and basically I don't know I guess maybe expressing yourself exactly how you want to express yourself this is basically and holding back authentic. holding back when you want to and and giving when you when you need to right right okay all right I have a question so how, how, go ahead Liz so with your um love of music Mm-hmm. And I'm always thinking about, like, okay, at the end of the day, I want to have some place that I can lay my head and have yeah. a feel. <laughs> so is this your um, main source of generating income, or do you do something else in addition to? Are you doing several different things? I mean, what do you do besides sing in the industry? Are you getting credit act- for writing? I act as well. I do um, theater acting. Um, mm-hmm. I quit my nine to five last year on, in October Good to do the music. Congratulations! <laughs> Congratulations! Thank you. All around. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. So, um, I did it to do the musical Dream Girls full time. Um, that was a, a six week run, five shows a week, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was such an amazing experience, and I felt like it coming into my life the time it did was almost like the universe was saying, okay, now is the time for you. Now is the time Good. to make the decision on what you, what, you know, what I want to, what you want to do with the rest of your life. And I felt like I, I had to take the opportunity. So right now music and acting um, is what I'm doing full time. And that helps, right. that sustains life, right? That's, that's, that's sustains your full life. Good yes. for you. Good for you. <laughs> yes. And, and do you 100%. feel like you're living you're living your truth? You're living in where you're supposed to be? Oh you feel like that? I do. I do. And it, it's it's so profound because it was only um, maybe a year ago when I was like, okay, you know, I, I need to just do it. And I feel like I'm doing it, maybe not in the, the fullest capacity because, you know, I would love to be on tour. I would love to not have to worry about where the next check is coming. But right, um, right. In, the, in the same sentence, I can say that I am still doing it. And ultimately, it will be in the capacity that I've always dreamed of. But right now, I am still living the dream that I always wanted. I always wanted to just do, you know, sing my songs and and for people to want me to sing my songs. And 
I feel like it's, I'm just building on it. And it's, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. It's, and it's because, I won't say it's because I'm being true to myself. It's me being true to myself is supplementary to it. Okay. Okay. So, so let me Sheena, ask you this. Do you I, have, um, sorry, Tracy, I had a question. Sheena, do you have no um, a muse, um, something that kind of inspires your music? Is it past relationships? Is it just mm-hmm. interactions with people? Is it poetry? You know, what, what inspires you? Uh, I would, I would say past experiences. Um, I think my music is a way for me to cope with some some things that I've gone through. Um, Mm -hmm. And also I like watching other people and I like listening to my friends. So sometimes my songs might have a little bit of what somebody else might have told me about their experience. But a lot of it comes from my desire to love and be loved and past traumas from love. Um, and just me trying to find a way to heal it and in turn maybe be able to heal somebody else. Okay. Terry, that was that was the question that I was going to ask. I was going to ask her because <laughs> I did have an opportunity to hear Sheena sing. And, and she sang a song and I saw a video and it was a past love that was in her video. And I kind of <laughs> wanted to understand <laughs> how... Um, you know, because this show is Love Talks, Everyday People. So I think love is entwined and wrapped into everything that we do. So if you could elaborate a little more on that particular song that we spoke, that I heard you sing, what were you going through? What was the name of the single? Bring that to my audience as well. What was the name <laughs> of the single? And what were you going through at that time? And how did that experience translate to that beautiful song? Uh, this, this, the song in reference with the video was, um, it's called One, and mm-hmm. it's about, it, it, there's two different messages within the song. There's oneness of humanity and then oneness of, with you and your partner. And the, the gentleman in the video was, um, um, someone that I was involved with and it felt right for him to be in the song because, or in the video rather, because of our connection. Um, right. And I felt like, and I, it's also because I'm, I was very comfortable with him. So I felt like, you know, it just felt right for him to be in the video. Um, right. And, and I guess partially too, because we have a natural chemistry and I think that came across in the video and it, it helped sell the song. Um, and the second song that I performed was called On a High, which is a more, complex song as far as love goes because I'm singing about um, being in a tumultuous relationship but somehow the drama keeps me going within the, within the relationship and I think it's relatable. I definitely lived that life also with the same person in the previous song um, or the video. Okay. So <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it's, it's kind of like a, a constant story that I'm telling and the, the, he's kind of the main topic. <laughs> Um, so, are you and he still together, or that's not a um, that's friends. not up for discussion? Your friends, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was kind of hoping you would share just a little bit more on the ups and downs of that. But <laughs> um, well, not... you know, no, I'm I'm fine. Um, I'm fine sharing. Um, well, you know, I I think as I've gotten older, it's been 
more apparent or I kind of beat it in my head that just because you might have certain feelings for someone, it might not always be reciprocated, reciprocated in the same capacity. And we just mm-hmm. are maybe saw each other a little differently. I imagined a different life and that maybe he just wasn't ready for. And I've come to peace with that uh, more or less. And, um, you know, it's just a part of life. I think love comes and it goes and you just have to kind of just move along with it. And right now we're kind of at a place, well, not kind of, we are at a place where maybe it's hard for us to actually separate completely, but this it's not romantic. Like we're still friends. Like we still, still speak to each other occasionally, not every day, not every week, maybe once a month, but um, mm-hmm. we're still just friends. And I, okay. I, for me, it just took a, it took a while for me to be like, okay, well, it's just not going to go this way. And I just have to be okay with it. And it's not you probably easy. are a little, you're probably a little younger than the three of us. So when you said you kind of just flow with it, I just thought about, you know, our children's generation where relationships are a lot more fluid. It's not mm-hmm. kind of just traditional. You just, you know, you fall in love, you get married, you have kids after mm-hmm. that. Things kind of flow in and out. Are, is your generation okay with that, or do they wish for the more traditional thing? I, I have a duality with that. Like, it's part of me that, that kind of likes the conventions of certain things that I was taught, but the more, I guess, I don't want to. I don't want to say artsy type, but the the other side of me is like, okay, well, you know, maybe I don't want that. You know, like I don't. I don't know. I, I don't. I think a part of me not wanting it is because I don't have. I never had really great examples of everlasting anything. So it, it's frightening and kind of intimidating. When you say examples, you mean your parents or or just yeah. your friends or your aunts? Like my parents okay. or friends. My closest friends, uh-huh. like, they're all single women. They're all single women. Um, so, and I, I guess maybe we gravitate to each other because we're all in the same kind of <laughs> um, circumstances, I guess. But, I, yeah, I, my parents were never married. I never really saw my parents together. So it, it's fearful for me to, to to attach to the idea of marriage because I I never had that example. Okay, but you don't. You're not um, turned off by it, right? You still I'm consider it. I'm not turned off by it, but it's not an ultimate goal for me. I went to dinner last night with a girlfriend and her daughter. Her daughter is an adult, so we had a good conversation. And I think that ultimately, what should come out of any kind of relationship, whether it's marriage, deciding to live together, is you know how you feel if it. Feels yes. good, mm-hmm. you know. Anything that doesn't feel good to your person, to your soul, that's something that you're really gonna be fighting upstream forever. Exactly. So if it doesn't feel good, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, mean, I guess we have yeah. to get out of our <laughs> head about what society thinks should be or what social media thinks a relationship to be, and just have oh, to gosh, really yeah. do what what feels good to yourself. You know, exactly. be true to yourself. And if it feels good, it's good for you. If it doesn't feel good, then it's not good then for it's you. it's not. Exactly. Right. It really is that and, simple. 
It is. We talked about that too, about what society, what pressures we feel from society in terms of how you should be in a relationship or why aren't you in a relationship or right. when are you going to have children. That's mm-hmm. all someone else putting things <laughs> on you. And that might not be the direction that you're supposed to be in right now. It doesn't feel good. If it right. doesn't feel good, don't do it. Yep. I agree with that 100%. Because, I mean, again, like there's a lot of things that we were taught that that as I've grown up and seen, I've seen the world the way that I've seen the world, I've, I've experienced life. I'm just like, okay, well, maybe that's just not what I want. Just because I was told that, that was, that's what I should want doesn't mean that that's actually what Sheena actually wants. Um, I would definitely like to be in an exclusive and committed relationship. And I feel like I can mm-hmm. achieve that without the government being involved. <laughs> and and, and, <laughs> and another side of that is like, okay, well, I think about, because I have to also try to be practical. It's like, well, if something happens to him, who's going to have rights to, who's going to be able to pull the plug? Who's gonna, you know, like things like that. Right, right. And, um, but isn't that where advanced directives come in and, and legal and documents that you yeah. say, yeah, will you can need yeah. somebody to do all those things. That's true. And the That's court true. has to, to abide by what you put into in paper, put in writing. Yeah. You know, yeah. this is more levels of being your authentic self. It really is. You know, just finding yeah. out what makes you happy, you know. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and love is between you and that person. This, the stand, like you said, the standards of, of love have nothing to do with the outside world. It has everything to do with what feels good to you and to you and that person, and it doesn't have to ultimately be a wedding. <laughs> right. I mean, I love a wedding because they're beautiful, but <laughs> right, exactly. I just want to get dressed up and have a party. <laughs> so have so, a so let me ask you this. The love. In, your, in your path in the music industry, what goes on when it comes to love and relationships in there? Is it, is it as fluid as my, my friend Terry was just saying? I want to say that it kind of is. Um, <laughs> I've never, I haven't really experienced it within because I've never really dated anybody um, that's in the industry. But is that a I choice it, or a rule of yours, or it just hasn't happened that way? It just hasn't happened. It just hasn't happened. Um, I'm very particular, <laughs> and again, the 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 guy that I was with, we were to, we were involved for a quite a long time, so. For me right now, it's just me focusing on my career. I don't, I'm not really interested in um, love per se. I mean, I mean, I am, but you know, I'm, I'm taking I, a yeah. break. I'm, <laughs> I'm taking a break. <laughs> but I, I, I time to focus on yourself and yeah. you know, recover yeah. from all of whatever went on and and, exactly. and carry forward. Yeah. Exactly. It's important. I feel like self time. I'm sorry. I was going to say, yeah, I feel like it might be a little fluid in the industry because there's a lot of, you know, people are traveling, people are focusing on their work, and sometimes you just got to get it when you get it. You know what I mean? And I don't mean it in a in a vulgar way, but I mean, like, get love in at the time you can get it. Yeah, you fit it in when you can get it in. And whether or not it's somebody that you're going to get it in with all the time and maybe – or not, um, you know, maybe this this week or next year is somebody different. You know, unless it's not, it's not, it might not be 
don't know if I'm making sense, but it might not be, um, you might not be the same person. And, um, it might not be long term. It might just be, yeah, it might not be long term. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. So, you know, I want to know something that goes on in the music industry that we people, us on the outside, don't know. You know, what is it Mm -hmm. that happens? You know, who determines if you make it big or not? What what, what determines that? Because you can be attractive to one audience and not to another and still in some circles be big. I kind of want to understand that. Can you you elaborate a little bit? I'm trying to understand that myself. (laughs) Um, I think because it's still art and it's still subjective. So... You, Thank some you. people might like you here, and other people not, might not like you there. So it, it's there's no constant. There's no. I don't think there's much of a formula. It's just kind of. It's just a lot of hard work, and um, I'm I'm really still trying to figure that out. Really, I don't so I don't know if there's a, a static answer. I'm sorry. What's making it What's making it big for you? I mean, you said before you'd like to be on tour. Is it just touring? Or do you want to be in the in the same lane with with the Beyonce of the world? Is that is that what your oh, ultimate goal is? Um, my, <laughs> my ultimate goal is honestly to be able to sustain myself solely from my music. I want to just be consistent. Um, I want to be you know selling out. If I could sell out in the arena, that would be amazing. But I just want people to sing along with me when I'm singing. Um, my my original music. Um, I just want, yeah, I just want to be able to sustain my life and help my family and be as big as Beyonce. Can anybody be as big as Beyonce? I know, well, maybe Lady I know. Gaga. <laughs> Do you have um, any particular artists that you kind of um, think you sound like or that have, they're like your idols? Is it like... Is it a Beyonce? Is it a Janelle Monet? Is it a Lettucey? I absolutely adore Beyonce. I absolutely adore Janelle Monet. Have you heard her new music? Oh my gosh. Like she's evolving like right in front of her eyes and it's so amazing. Um I had the pleasure of meeting her um two years ago and it was an incredible experience. Um but I definitely yes, Beyonce, Janelle Monet, Jill Scott in the R E. Um yeah. Corinne Bailey Ray. I love Sia too. I love okay. Lady Gaga too. It's like I like I like to take things from like different artists and just kind of mm-hmm. focus on yeah because everybody's so different. But right. I like so many different styles of music. But just the ones that just really sound good and they're just themselves. Because I when I see Beyonce, I just see Beyonce. I, obviously, you know, she takes influences from like Janet Jackson and Michael. But when I see her, I see her. I don't see anybody else. And I think that that's definitely something that she's developed as she's gotten deeper into the industry. When Definitely when you see Janelle Monet, you see Janelle Monet. Yes, she has Prince yeah. um, influences, but she has just her style. It's like you when you see her, you see her. Um, so who, I love John all the people that you named, Sheena, all yeah. the people that you named, all of those artists influence you or are they just like a couple two or three that influence your music? I would say uh, directly influenced in the IRE, um, mm-hmm. Anita Baker, um, mm-hmm. Tony Braxton, Tony Braxton a lot, Sade, and I, I get a lot of 
comparison, not a comparison, but I guess a comparison. They say I'm like um, Sade, Tony Braxton blended together. Um, I know. It's probably because of my tone. Right. I know I didn't prepare or ask you this in advance, but maybe just by chance, you have a sample that you can play for us? Um, Sure. I don't know how the sound quality will be, but <laughs> I heard you. And I heard you. You were live when you sang, right? Yeah, that night? I was live. Yeah. Yeah, so I heard you live. So I thought it was fantastic. So I'd like my co-host you. in the audience. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay, I'm going to pull. This is my newest single. This is my newest single, uh, Do For Love, that okay. I'm actually really in love with. Um Okay, give us a little sample. Pulling it up right now. Okay. But I wrote Do For Love back in January, and I just felt an instant connection to it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, it has to be my new single. Um, it is about a previous relationship and trying to reconcile whether or not um, it should be acceptable for me to miss this person. And whether or not, hmm. and I kind of in the song, I'm like, you know what? No, I need to. This is a, these are the things that I'm gonna do for love, but I won't compromise my dignity. Um, let me play it right now. Let me know. Okay. If you can... oh. No, we're not getting it. <laughs> Is it on SoundCloud? Can you hear it? Yes. Well, we did, but it's on. No, I'm not. I'm unable to hear it. It's not playing. Is it on SoundCloud? Yes, it's on SoundCloud. So maybe I'll be able to pull it up. So, um, how, how what goes into making a new single? Can I can you elaborate on that? You said you just make a single, you just write the song, go to the studio, sing it, and it's done. Is that how easy it is? I wish it was that easy. <laughs> um, my friend, my friend, actually, um, the same person that I, I mentioned before that I used to go after school with in high school, he actually is the producer on this new song. We've been friends since elementary school, and um, he sent me read the track sometime last year, but I was so busy and I didn't really have time to sit down, but I got um, sick with an upper respiratory infection in January. So I had time to like mm-hmm. not be moving. So I decided to get up and just like to write. And I decided that my new music, I wanted to be as honest as possible. And so I decided to kind of dive into what I was feeling and right. I wrote the song. Um, then I went to the studio and it was like this was a six hour session um that was split up and then um but I'm kind of like a perfectionist so it's like if I hear it in my head a certain way and it doesn't come out that way, you know, you have to go back and you gotta do it again and um then you have to get it mixed and mastered and I did consult with a couple of friends, you know, letting them hear the rough drops, you know, to make sure I was going in the right direction and um as far as the feeling that people would get from it and I got a lot of great feedback and I was like okay well this is a song and this is right and then I was it took a while for me to get it mixed and mastered and I found the perfect person and he spoke my language and um he did it for me then we distributed it um distributed it 
online. And, and it's Do right For Love, now, right? Do it's For Love, Do yes. For Love? I think I have yes. a piece here that we might be able to hear. Let's, okay, let's give this great. a try. Beautiful voice. Thank yeah, so she's much. got a, she's got a lovely voice. So why don't yeah, you tell it. everybody how they can hear your music, Shana? Every way, every how, wherever your music is, <laughs> is, is, is being passed on. Let us know. Go ahead. It, the song is available on iTunes as well as uh, my previous EP. It's on iTunes, Google Play. It's on Title. It's on Spotify. It's on iHeartRadio. Um, Amazon. It's basically everywhere you can download digital music. It's available and there. Tell us, um, give us the full um, name. How do we get it on 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 SoundCloud? It's SoundCloud.com at what? Your full it's name. SoundCloud.com/slash Sheena O Murray, and it'll be the first song listed on SoundCloud. And you can actually purchase a song. On iTunes, through SoundCloud, there's a little link, little button that says download or buy on iTunes. Um, you, or you could just go to my website, SheenaOMurray.com, and it's like a one-stop shop. Everything's there, videos, music, um, photos. Um, I'm on Instagram at SheenaOMurray, Facebook, SheenaOMurray, Twitter, SheenaOMurray. Um, and I'm always online, so we can hang out and chit-chat. Um and I'm I'm just really Let's looking forward to because I I'm so bad at spelling. Um, I'm gonna assume that there are other people that are bad at it. Okay. <laughs> so, spell out your SheenaMurray.com, please. Sheena is w w dot s h e e n a o m u r r a y, and the O is my middle initial. It's not an apostrophe. It's not my. It's not a part of my last name. A lot of people think that it is, but um, that's my middle initial. Um, and it's Sheena, S-H-E-E-N-A-O-M-U-R-R-A-Y.com. All right. Thank you very much for chatting Thank with you. us. I really Thank appreciate you. it. Thanks so much for having me. All right. And be well. It was nice meeting you, ladies. You I'm too. Sure we'll talk again I'm going to be following too. you, listening to your music, and I'm sure you'll have another love story to come back and tell us about. Oh, Definitely. One- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. 
Bye-bye. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Ladies, it's been real, but it's time to go. So um, I'm going to say good night. Well, you have a wonderful week, Tracy. Good talking to you and Leslie. All right. Yes, yes, yes. This is Love Talk, Love Talk for Everyday People. I am your host, Tracy J. Hines. Check us out. We're on T-R-A-C-I-J-H-I-N-D-S dot com. We are on SoundCloud. Um, Check us out, Love Talk for Everyday People. Have a good night.